Welcome to the Money Pig Podcast, brought to you by Goodwin Investment Advisory, where our mission is to lead people to financial peace, independence, and generosity. I'm your host, Reed Trigo, and today I am joined by GIA's newest associate wealth advisor, Ray Brown. Welcome to the show, Ray. Thank you. It's so exciting to be here. Thanks for having me uh, having me join you today. You bet. And today, Ray, we brought you in because the big question that we're going to talk about is how to make a career transition. And uh, we just think you're a good guy to talk to about this right now. I thought that that might be why you were asking me to join you today was, you know, seems to be the hot theme right now is career change and... Uh, how the heck I got in the door. So <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. yeah. Because you actually have, are on the tail end here of a major career transition from what you were doing before. And just kind of tell us about that. Yeah. We're in the, uh, you know, it's at this point, it's been, uh, it's been a minute. So we're cruising along in my process of career transition and, uh, been here on the team now for six months and no one's fired me yet. So I <laughs> so <laughs> far, day, so good. we're still around. So yeah, we're, we're moving in the right direction. It's yeah. been super great. It's been a, it's been an interesting process. It's been a lot of, you know, calculating a plan and figuring out how to make something happen that is easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And now everybody likes to talk about your previous career because it is one of the more interesting previous careers mm-hmm. that, that anybody here has had. So tell us a little bit about yeah, that. I'll give you guys the quick rundown. So um, 10 years, had a very successful 10-year career in the film industry. So film and television uh, it was something straight out of college. It's what I had wanted to do and jumped right into. And the career took me all over the US and Mexico, uh, working on you know big studio feature films, Fox, Sony, some of the biggest studios, Netflix, working on these television shows, um, and I quickly climbed ladders. So, you know, started as the new guy, fresh out of college, and climbed, 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 and got as high on the ladder as I wanted to be. And so, as you know, the work took me to different cities, countries, literally, you know, and as I progressed through my 20s, you know, now in the, the early 30s here, I uh, just started kind of really looking at it and doing like a hard check-in with myself. Is this really what I want to be doing? Am I heading down the right path? Do I need to make a change? Is this sustainable forever? Um, those were the kind of questions that I was asking myself, and it's ultimately what led me to make a change that I knew was much needed, but certainly there's some pause there of, if I don't do this, what am I going to do? Is there something else that's kind of calling my name and going to give me more fulfillment instead of just a quick win, a quick victory um, in terms of the day-to-day? So that's why we're here. So yeah. I think it's interesting because <clears throat> there are so many people out there who who aspire to be in this entertainment industry. That's This is what TikTok and Instagram shorts or reels or whatever, and YouTube, that's what this is all about. People want to be in production. They want to become famous. And here you are spending 10 yeah. years in this going, yeah, I'm not into content creation. Yeah. You know, and it's the, it's the craziest thing. It really is its own unique world. And of course, you know, I don't want to be the one to, to beat it all down. It's certainly a fantastic industry. I've met some amazing people. I've learned a lot. It's shaped me. It's, it's turned me into who I am, made a great living, a great income, and was able to really set myself up you know, financially for success, but Hey, at the end of the day, and I I think this is what a lot of our conversation today is about is that there's more to those pictures than just the paycheck that's coming in. There is more to life than just how much money you have. It's what are you able to do with that money? And you're certainly not wanting to report to a job every day, just so that you can sit in the theater and see your name and the credits, you know? 
first time I saw my name in the credits, I was the only one in the theater still sitting around. So like, what? <laughs> way what? down at the bottom. Wait, where's everybody going? My name's not scrolled yet. And so, yeah, way down at the bottom. Exactly. And so, yeah, what what is the purpose and what is the passion? And I think I'm a huge component of, you know, passion drives everything, right? At the end of the day, we've got to be living within this calculated, you know, path. Awesome. So what we want to talk about today is like, how does a person... This is a frequently Googled question. Okay. How do I make a career transition? And, and I, we immediately, I immediately go to think, okay, well, there's different stages of life. And this is, this is different at different stages of life. You know, I'm in my fifties and, but I think about a, a college student who wants to just change a major. A lot easier. A lot easier. There, there are not a lot of repercussions to changing your major, maybe an extra semester or two of classes. Yeah. Um, but n- you know, you usually don't have a ton of other obligations at that point. But then my brain goes to like, well, what if you think about like a 45-year-old CPA who has, you know, been successful, makes good money, but is now kind of just burned out. Yeah. Because, and, but now he's got, a, he or she has obligations. They've got a family, they've got house, they've got a vacation house, a boat, whatever these other obligations are. Right. And that becomes really, really tricky to make a career transition. So in your case, you were about 30, maybe a little over that now, but um, about 30, it was probably pretty easy for you. You're not married yet. This is easy for you, right? Uh, I'm so sick of people saying this to me. Yeah, it couldn't be further (laughs) from the truth. It has been an absolute challenge, but a challenge that is so, so worth it. And so what I've been telling folks, and I mean, this is something that's kind of caught my eye because I'm in no means a career expert or someone that does, you know, is watching, you know, job markets and, and monitoring, you know, human workforce, but it's caught my eye a little more. You know, we see these headlines still today in the news that, you know, the great resignation, it's like kind of this after COVID we've seen that people, and I, you know, generally the millennials, the younger crowd, even the older crowd, they're all kind of just realizing that they're craving a little something more. And they've, we're watching massive numbers. It's a mass exodus where folks are walking away and they're starting something that is more meaningful to them. And so people of all ages, it's not just the young kids, it's older ones that are, you know, Hey, COVID hit. And we had a ton of folks in the medical industry say, I'm done with this. I'm Mm out of here. Now's the perfect time to retire. And we get that. And so it's just a matter of just being real with yourself. So Back to your question, you know, though, so the time frame, yes, for me, it, it's easy to say that, hey, that's easier said than done, right? And so I'm mm-hmm. in my 30s. What would someone in their 40s say? I wish that I had done it when I was 35 yep. or when I was yeah. 30 or wish I... For me, I'm in my 30s. I wish I had done it when I was in my 20s. Oh, funny. I wish I had started saving in a Roth IRA when I was 15. You know, it's like the best time was always five years ago, no matter how old you are now. Like shoulda, coulda, woulda. So there is a calculated framework that goes to it and it's about planning. And that's really where the guts of this, something meaningful. You know, again, we're talking like meaningful pivots. Nothing about my situation, even though I was super young, I guess I can say I'm super young, right? You're pretty young. I still count as young. You do. Nothing about that was brash. You know, this was a very calculated maneuver and it wasn't dramatic. It wasn't like a, you know, hey, you're turning in your notice and you're quitting tomorrow. It was a three-year plan. You know, Mm. started this one in 27, 28, gears start turning, but it involves just a mature level of thinking of how can I do this? I know I need to do it. Oh, it's going to be tough and I don't necessarily want to I know I need to do it. I want to do it, but how? And just kind of overcoming that is the big challenge. Let's go through that. So you did not just wake up one day after a bad day at work and decide, I'm out. 
your boss is not just mean to you and then you turn in your notice. No, no that's no. not what happened. This yeah. is an intentional, yeah. intentional plan. So right. let's walk through a couple of these action steps. What's the first thing you sort th- of have to do? Yeah. So I think the first thing is just that initial evaluation with oneself, right? So you're in a spot and you've, you, you either love your job and you know, deep down, Hey, this is what I'm going to do forever or on your way to work on Sunday nights, you're dreading tomorrow. And that's when you know, Hey, this, I'm not super content with this and it Mm -hmm. needs to probably be addressed. There's two things in my mind that can be, you know, a person has to be doing the right job and also at the right place. You know, there's two components there. And if you, you can be doing one or the other correct and the other one not correct and you're suddenly imbalanced, you know, the boat is sinking, it's not Mm going to work. So having those two things perfectly aligned is key. So the moment that you realize that's drifting, it's okay, game on. This is a change might need to be made. I'm going to be happier. Passion drives everything. We talked about that and just start moving in a better, more, you know, fulfilling direction. So three years ago, or maybe more now, what was the first thing you actually had to do? Come up with a plan, figure out how much money you were going to have to not spend out of what you were making. What happens? That's pretty much it. I think, and I, you know, you guys would know if you're listening, it's the first thought that would probably cross your mind is, can I afford to do this? Yeah. And what, how do you know that? Well, you've got to make a plan, right? And it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be tight. There's going to be ways to, you know, you've really got to calculate and drill into this. And so when we're talking is it's generally, you know, Hey, you're in a career and no matter how long you've been in it, if you're thinking about doing something dramatically different, in my case, Mm -hmm. it's going to involve starting over on a new ladder. You're, you know, I like to call this the the Donkey Kong ladder jump, right? <laughs> so you're climbing the ladder, you're Donkey Kong, and you've got the barrels coming down at you. And now you've got to jump over to the other ladder to the side. When you jump, gravity's going to pull you down a few notches. Depending on your age, you're not going all the way to the bottom of the ladder, but you're halfway, you know, you're taking a little dip. And so you've got to financially be able to cover yourself to get back up, you know? And it's, hey, we're not talking like just trying to be normally content. We want to be amazingly successful in whatever we're doing next. Right. And so the idea is not just, Oh, I'm a, I'm a successful CPA. And now I want to, you know, go do, you know, I don't know, street art. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go do that and just barely get by. Like, that's not what we're talking. This is more Mm -hmm. of a, how can I be outrageously successful in something new and pass up where I was on the other it's game on, you know? Yeah. And I imagine the people around you in your life, some of them are going to judge you. Some of them are going to be jealous of you. But how do you, sur- do you have to like surround yourself with just the people who are going to be supportive? How do you do that? I think that's definitely one of the keys. And as I tell people this now, as they're asking me questions, it's, you know, I've hit the jackpot, right? And mm. so it's, there's more to the picture than the money. So you take a step back and pay to learn, you know, it's, you're, you're learning, you're learning something completely new. It's a whole new territory and it's going to be a challenge. So the first, you know, you're accepting that for yourself. And of course, you want to surround yourself with people that are going to motivate, encourage you in your new ladders and in the new path. Um, good counsel, you know? And mm-hmm. so just kind of having that plan. What's the, uh, so Proverbs eleven fourteen in the multitude of counsel, there is safety, mm. right? If you or I are trying to jump out and do this on our own, maybe you've got some, maybe you're the guy that's like, I want to go do street art and you need a friend that says, Hey man, that's not a good thing. Or, Hey, I work in the film industry and I'm tired of working 65 hours a week. I'm never going to be able to have a family. I don't want to fly to San Francisco tomorrow to go film a movie in the woods for nine months while my wife and kids is here. And sure, you may be making an outrageous amount of money, but is that worth it? That's not the life I want. I need to do something about it. Let's figure that out. You want people that say like, well, yeah, you're super passionate about X, Y, Z, 
they make a lot of money over there once they've climbed the top of their ladders. Why don't you consider that? So you want those kind of people in your court. You know, we always talk about financial counsel. Um, obviously, friends can help motivate and and carry you up that journey. But having a financial coach or a financial advisor to help you with that most important question we said earlier, can I afford to do this? Mm-hmm. What does it take? How much from my paycheck right now can I actually set aside to help fund the next journey? Right. So the quick cliff note version of what I did, I, I called it a buffer fund, right? And so as I'm working, we, we came up with a dollar amount that I could, you know, it was making more money than I needed to live on. So let's dial it back. Let's set aside a, you know, a large amount that's going to fund my next life adventure, right? Think of it like college funding, right? You're saving for your kid's college. They're going to go to college for four years and you know it's going to cost X amount of dollars to live on for each of those four years. You know the number. Mm-hmm. It's just like retirement. You've got to get to the number and then you can pull the plug. I did an early retirement in my 20s so that I could transition into my 30s and start a whole nother chapter. And yeah. it's onward and upward from there once you flip the switch. That's amazing. That's really mature thing to start doing when you're 27 or 28 years yeah. old. And so that's why I get frustrated when people yeah. say, hey, must be easy for you. No yeah. kids. You're not mm-hmm. married yet. It's like, how dare you? No, <laughs> no, ma'am. No, sir. You have no clue. This is a calculated, we're working, we're yeah. simply working down a checklist right now. And um, yeah, once you, once you do it, you, nothing can replace that feeling of, it's just completely surreal. Of, that's wow. Phenomenal. Oh my gosh. You know, scary, but so, so rewarding. And yeah. uh, I can't imagine, you know, Again, wish I had done it five years prior, but so happy I did it now. And again, that same principle goes to if you're 50, if you're 55, it's not that, oh, I hate when people say it's too late for me, or I wish I had done what I did when I was in your shoes when I was, I wish I had done it when I was 18, but here yeah, we are. That's know? hilarious. Yeah. My wife and I have always joked that we never made too much money. We never made the mistake of making too much money and got stuck somewhere where we couldn't get out. Yeah. And that gave us flexibility, actually. There and I've go. made a few career changes myself. Yeah, you <laughs> I've have. Done a lot you're of you're like, yeah, you're up there yeah. on the list of like expert career transitions and changes. It's like <laughs> some of them. Hey, shake things up. Like, you know, life gets no one wants to do anything for too long, right? There's always ways to grow and expand and excel. You know, kind of the the second E there is we want to excel and we're going up. We're not trying just to survive. And so mm-hmm. it is worth the time as kind of my other final takeaway here is like tough to do, but you got to do it. So just do it and figure it out and be focused on it. And it deserves your attention. Life is short. You don't want to be doing something that's not making you a hundred percent fulfilled and happy. And it's tough, but it so, so deserves, it deserves your attention. Yeah, totally. Kind of the, the Dave Ramsey quote, you know, I like to say it a lot. It's live like no one else so that later you can live like no one else. You get your life to a point where you've got a you know a mortgage that you can actually afford, right? And your bills are low, and you can afford to set aside a significant chunk of your paycheck. Then you can do some pretty incredible things. And so you, it deserves your time to figure out a way to make that happen. That's right. And and now people, we wouldn't expect that somebody that's very very happy with their career, they probably wouldn't have landed on this page or heard this, listen to this podcast. But if you're looking to make that change, you know, raise a grid resource. I think there's some good steps here that are pretty general, but sometimes people will hire financial advisors. We hear this in our meetings with clients. They're like, oh, I'll retire as soon as I can. I would love to. And, you know, and, um, but you got to still go do something. If yeah. you can get yourself to a place of retirement and at 50 or whatever, you're still going to want to do something because, all your playmates are still working. Yeah. You got to do something on Monday afternoon. You can't play golf every day. There, yeah. We hear the question so much in this industry, in this world, the finance world. It's, 
you know, young adults that are you know not even at the 50 mark and hey, I, w- I want to retire. Can I? And it's like, that right there is like the red flag. The kind of hair stands up on the back of your neck. It's like, why are you asking that question? You shouldn't want to. Re- and so this brings me back to that. You know, one of my other points I wanted to kind of briefly talk about is Patrick Lencioni, mm. right? I know you're a big fan of him. Yep. Tim, our founder is also a big fan. And a concept he talks about a lot is why do people want to retire? Like work doesn't have to suck. <laughs> it can be fun and fulfilling. And so like the whole, if you're contemplating an early retirement in, in your forties or early fifties, eh, it's like, there's going to be something else going on there. You can shift things so that you're doing what you want to do, making an income and, and start having a purpose, right? You're, it's, there's more to this than a paycheck and just going out and punching a time clock. That's so. right. Yeah. Some sort of purpose-driven sunset career, if nothing else. Ab- absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Keep it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So we deal with these questions a lot. These are very general steps, some some general ideas for you, but a specific example of Ray, who's made this career transition. And, you know, as financial advisors, we manage and rebalance people's investment portfolios. That's what everybody thinks we do. But the real value in having an advisor is that we work to understand people's individual situations, their individual goals and dreams and struggles so that we can have these kinds of planning conversations because everybody's situation is so unique to them. But that's what an advisor typically can bring to you. And, and, And even though if you're looking for a career transition, you may not bring in a bunch of assets for us to manage, but we do just one-on-one coaching too for, to help people guide them through a situation like this. And addressing that, that meant again, it kind of, kind of in my head as I'm thinking through this, circling back to that one thought, can I afford to do this? Yeah. And hey, you know what? The answer may be no right now. Who can, right? Who has enough money just sitting there to, oh, I'm going to go, go play around and do this job for you know a couple of years and I could just float my own salary and pay myself out of this reserve. But you know, I called it the buffer fund mm-hmm. and it's a matter of okay, what does this buffer fund need to look like before we can actually turn the corner? And obviously starting day one, you've got zero in there. So what do we need to put in there to get it to the level it needs to be to have a realistic time frame to cushion and plan and grow? So I love it. Ray, appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Super fun. Always a great conversation to have and hey, deserves the attention. So. Yeah. And uh, Ray's done an amazing job. He's a great guy, great addition to our team. So again, thank you for your time, Ray. Thank you. The Money Pig Podcast is hosted by Reed Trigo. Goodwin Investment Advisory is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with security laws and regulations. Goodwin Investment Advisory does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Pig Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.